Hey, Sam. Hey, Nathan. What's up? Oh, man, dude, I'm really tired. So am I, but for different reasons. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, What's this that? is like the third time we've tried to start this recording. Yeah, this is this has just been a, 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 a rough, mess. Rough start. Rough start, start to, to finish. Yeah. Um, so I don't know why you're tired, but I'm tired because uh, we can get into this maybe more later, but I spent about two hours uh, from the hours of basically 1 to 3 a.m. trying to make my exported Lightroom photos not 2,000 Kelvin Oh, you're still dealing with that? Warmer than Uh. it's supposed to be. And yes, I am still dealing with it, but it's weird because... So I don't know if anybody else knows about this, but um, there was some problem with... Oh, people know. Yeah. Okay. So there's some problem with Adobe's like eight point, I guess, oh, or maybe 8.1 upgrade where... Yeah, let me see what version I'm currently on. Um, where they basically, um, I think it was, eight, I think it started with 8.1 because um, I think 8.0 yeah. is stable. I'm in 8.3.1, so I'm beyond right. it. Same here. So I, I updated recently and I was like, screw it. I'm just going to do it. Um, and what I did was I threw out my entire Lightroom previews file, Mm -hmm. just completely threw it out and deleted it. Um, smart and and standard, all standard. And then for the, for the shoots that I was working on, I also deleted the smart previews and re-rendered them. And I X the, the thing is like in the past four days, I've been, I'm about to leave town to go hang out with my dad in Florida. While I'm gone, I'm getting my MacBook repaired because I don't know if anybody else has seen on my Instagram, but uh, my screen is like super weird. Um, Dude, and I yeah, can, you're just in this like technical issue. I'm in a technical abyss. issue zone. Yeah. I'm in the zone um, yeah. where you experience multiple technical issues at once. I had to get five shoots done in two days, which is no, no problem really, but I just had to like buckle down and do it. Um, so I got four of them done on the fifth one, which is a full wedding. I exported everything. Uh, I started exporting last night I and I got the issue for whatever reason. The last four didn't have this issue. This one did have the issue. So if you leave it as shot, it's fine. Edit the white balance at all. It's It goes wacky on export and adds another like basically 1500 to like 2500. I'm not exactly sure, Kelvin, onto your, your images and basically completely destroying your your edits your work yeah well what so what i've had to do is i'm gonna have to wait and deliver it behind schedule um on wednesday when i get back i guess and instead what i've done is i just created a little sneak peek with with as many good shots that i could leaving it leaving the white balance as shot so Mm -hmm. i'm just like i can't deal with it anymore i have too much going on and i'm about to fly i've got to just get something out the door so that's what i've that's what i've settled on man that is that is quite the stressful situation sorry yeah and and so for the so for two hours like eight hours ago i was just i was scouring all over the internet looking for this 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 problem is all over the place everybody is asking questions now just to clarify too it is specifically the just the EOSR, right? Uh, it appears to also affect one of the new Fuji cameras as well. Ugh, come on. Mm-hmm. So here's the thing. Who was I talking to? I can't X-T2 remember. XT2 or something. This entire, the entire ability for the vast majority of photographers that exist now to even exist and run their business, one of those enablers, one of the, maybe of the three, you need a camera, you need a computer, and you need software to edit. Those are like yep. the big three things to be able to run a photography business. One of those three pillars is Lightroom. 
like full stop. I know people yep. use Capture One. They're they're yep. stupid idiots that um, <laughs> not really, but Capture One just doesn't even come close to what. Trust me, I've tried many, 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 many times. I appreciate many things that Capture One can offer, including customization stuff and whatever. It's not there yet. Not even close to what Lightroom can do when everything is running the way that it's supposed to. And it's very <laughs> upsetting to know uh, that the existence of your business like hinges on this other company deciding to maintain Lightroom and deciding to yep. not push updates that break things that you've worked hard on and uh it's just i can't it's sort of unbelievable to me that nothing else has come along as like a serious practical competitor like there's nothing that adobe has done here that is impossible for anybody else to do i know aperture Um, was a thing and i don't i mean i was gonna say kind of so aperture was basically that's what i started on yeah um and I'm assuming what most of us have started on. Well, I don't know most of us, but a lot of people have started on. And uh, yeah, they just, they deprecated it and it was gone. Um, it's upsetting. Like Apple... <laughs> it was That was working fine, I was honestly. Yeah, it's a very strange decision. They went that way. I guess they're just, maybe they're spreading things too thin and that was just, Lightroom was good enough or better. So they were just like, screw it. But yeah, it's strange to me. That, or, you know, really what they seem to be doing is wrapping more and more of what Aperture used to do into just the actual it, photos app. Right, which right. is um, fine, but which is not for yeah, professional. Anyway, uh, that's that's terrible. Sorry. Anyway, well, the client will get some really nice photos, like fifty really nice photos, but they aren't going to be able to get their um, their wedding on time because I just could not figure it out. It's all good. Um, I find so, that most, most clients are totally understanding, and, and yeah, unless you're dealing with like a weird, crazy person, like what's the rush? You're, they're going to have the totally photos fine. the rest of their life. Like it's not. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's not like a. It, it's fine. Conference. It's it's just like it's just like something that when you're working really, really hard, all of a sudden, even working through horrifying H- ADHD, <laughs> and you're just like presented with a brick wall that is a bug in a software. Yeah. Like you're just like, dude. So the Come on. last thing you want to like, be doing. And exactly. That's one of the things I've um, hit a, a lot of walls with uh, music stuff. Because you think just editing in Lightroom is complicated. Like try yeah, yeah. the 50 different chains of, of audio and, and just everything you need to record simple music it is kind of crazy. If you're, if you're recording yep. with actual microphones, if right. you're using software instruments, it's not as bad. But uh, yeah, I hit that brick wall all the time where I'm just like, well, Screw it. I was going to play music for an hour, but now I'm just going to go watch TV because I don't want to troubleshoot yeah. this bullcrap. Yeah. <laughs> Happens all the time. Yep. I've been there before, too. Speaking um, of uh, the end zone, um, I'm just looking at some photos. I had an awesome session yesterday with Vernon Davis and his fiance. He's an NFL player for the uh, oh, nice. Redskins. Yeah. That's awesome. They were so sweet. They were so easy to photograph, obviously. Beautiful obviously. by default. <laughs> couple. Yeah. But uh, that was super fun. I'm just looking through the images. And I am butting up against the uh, endless problem of running out of space to even hold my smart previews. Because the MacBook that I use and love dearly, it's just my all-time favorite laptop, the MacBook 12-inch MacBook Adorable. Uh, but Apple only makes it with 500 gigs of internal hard drive space. You can't do anything. You can't pay them any money to get a, a terabytes. I'm constantly running out of space Ugh. and, uh, you know, having to do, uh, if nobody's used this, there's a fantastic app called, uh, disc inventory X. Oh, dude, that creates, it is awesome. Yeah. Creates a, a visualization of, uh, yep. All your data. And, uh, let me just show you, I'm going to send you a message of what, mm-hmm. how my, how my data is split up. So everything you see that's like purpley blue, that's smart previews and standard previews. The rest of the drive is just like various downloads and software. Okay. So 
um, using my deductive skills of dis- description, I'm going to describe for the viewers uh, what I'm looking at. Um, I am looking at a primarily blue screen. <laughs> yes. Basically. More than 50%. At least, pro- looks like about 60% of your hard drive is smart previews and, and standard previews. You know what's funny? Um, the larger box by about 4x that's standard previews. It's so upsetting to me that there's no way to purge standard previews in Lightroom without having to, uh, it would to just be, delete yeah. the whole file. It's it ridiculous. would be really cool. Um, you can, like, I've done this in the past. It's time consuming and kind of dumb, but it does work. Um, where if you go into your Lightroom uh, app and you say, uh, right click and say show contents, you can go into individual uh, Lightroom preview files okay but and isn't that like broken up in, in like a database you can, you can list it by oh my gosh that's scary because it's isn't it like folder two seven b yeah three? it's it's, it's like crazy it's a crazy entry. way you have to go through every folder and do it if you want to do it that way i don't recommend it but i did have to use it once yeah um when i was completely out of space and crunched on time uh, i actually did do that once and it and it worked out I'm just going to purge my standard previews and rebuild them. It's okay. I think that's cool. Pretty fast on the iMac. Dude, lots to, uh, lots to catch up on. What, what do you think about Johnny Ive leaving Apple? He's, he's out. Um, I, Hey, I'm honestly, I'm all for it. He's so he's apparently starting his own design firm. Is that right? Yeah. Called love form or something. Let me double check. Here's my theory. And I follow a lot of like Apple, um, commentators pretty closely. It's just sort of my like guilty pleasure pastime thing. And uh, they've been kind of hinting at this for a long time. And a lot of people pointed out, like, as soon as the Apple Watch came out, there was an unusual set of PR moves from Apple that, like, really featured heavily a lot of the designers, of course, Johnny I, but other people. And, and it was just like a weird thing that Apple had never really done. And I think it was just sort of laying the groundwork and setting up essentially a higher level profile and realization of like the design folks, especially Johnny Ive also being promoted to, but like a chief creative officer or something like that, like not, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, All the managerial aspects of what he had been doing were offloaded to two other people, one for the um, hardware design and one for software design. And Johnny Ive could basically just be like a creative uh, thinker. Uh, And that was, that was done all around the same time the Apple watch came out. And I think that was just sort of laying the groundwork for him to, uh, depart, and I wonder if his taking a step back in that way enabled uh, a lot of the issues that Apple has had with hardware recently. In terms of the, the Touch Bar being pretty much a flop-ish thing, uh, yeah. the Apple Watch being fine, but uh, not really but hitting its stride until really. like now. It's taken years for it to like come around. Yeah, and, yeah. yeah, and uh, and also the keyboards. The keyboards on a lot of newer Apple laptops are failing yeah. left and right. Just like little dust specks will bring down an entire key and uh, require you yep. have to fix. And, and those are just like pretty basic things. Uh, you know, I don't know. And they seem to be rounding the corner with the release of the Mac pro and a bunch of other, uh, like the, the return of essentially the MacBook air. It seems like they're coming back to their, um, where they used to be, but I, you know, hopefully that wasn't Johnny now working through his independent firm or Having, I don't know. I hope it doesn't. Apple's hardware success doesn't hinge on on literally Johnny Ive because it seems like oh, they've had some serious missteps. And yeah, it seems to correlate well with when he was taking a step Definitely. back. And now that he's gone, Apple's going to be their first client. <laughs> so it sounds like they'll be working pretty closely with this uh, weird firm relationship. It's, it's yeah. I mean, hey, I, I guess I guess what I'm saying is I'm all for Johnny Ive doing whatever he wants and getting out of Apple. Maybe. Maybe it'll, I don't know. I just feel like after I read Steve Jobs, 
the biography, I I started realizing that I kind of feel like Steve Jobs is the only way that Apple can really survive. There hasn't been anything mind-blowing since his death. In well, my that's opinion. not totally true. The, the uh, AirPods are pretty fantastic. I love they're those. All right. They're pretty great. They're, they're, they were, they're awesome. Yeah. I'm a big fan of the HomePod. Uh, the, I okay. love, actually, I actually completely love the HomePod. It's Siri that I don't love and that they really need to just sink tons of billions of dollars into making just the best interface. Like when that's right, your primary the, method yeah, see, of interfacing with an object or a, a piece of hardware, like it needs to be 10 times better than it is now. Siri just... It's Siri's a piece of crap. Um, I <laughs> I think... It, well, it's interesting. I mean, it, it really is compared... Like if you compare it to any other voice recognition a, at all, uh, it's... There's not... Like it's terrible. Um, on its own, it kind of works slightly with Apple, but that's about it. Um, it's no, it's no Alexa, you know, it's no echo and er, um, not echo. Isn't it? It's Alexa and uh, Hey Google, Google echo. No, Amazon echo, Amazon echo. I think is the product. Alexa is the name. You're right. Of yeah. And then you're right. And Google, Google what is, is just, it? I think it's just, okay, Google. Okay. Oh, okay. Google. Okay. Google. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, uh, we just triggered a couple of things. Okay. <laughs> Google purchase Tesla model three, Alexa, ignore me. Nice. Okay. Yeah. Um, uh, anyway, it's, it's, yeah, pretty, pretty crazy. I though. guess, I guess what I'm trying to say is that after reading that, that biography, it, it struck me that Steve Jobs was a singular type of genius that was kind, you know, because he, because of his horrifying, it, cr- it created, I guess what I'm saying is his ideas and the way about, the way he went about implementing them is like the difference. It wasn't like, okay, here's a bunch of AirPods. It's like, I'm going to destroy all earphones with this one product. Yeah, right. Um, Like, that is what Steve Jobs' whole mentality was. He's like, I'm going to recreate the way everyone in the entire world listens to music from now on. Yeah. Um, And he was able to do that. And I don't see the Apple Watch or even the AirPods like doing that really because exactly. i can't think of many other smartwatches that exist that are in, in any way even comparable in terms of success uh and maybe and I, in terms of success but it's not the product that yeah. like i feel like steve jobs would be happy about um yeah i, I think maybe apple, now but yeah. not at the initial rollout no I, I do think that the apple watch will eventually be like the epicenter of like your computing it think, should be. I think it will yeah. someday, but um, I, I mean, they they definitely destroyed some things with the Mac Pro that they launched. I mean, it is basically the most powerful computer in the world, and yeah. it's in obscenely expensive. But it's it's meant for you know not necessarily individuals to purchase. It's meant for firms and and big companies and and right. And, and that Pixar, I think is a great. Yeah, yeah, I think that's a great a great move on their part in terms of like releasing a product that completely changes the world. I don't know. The iPad right. was kind of that. Well, the other thing is, um, how often do you think that kind of stuff comes along? I, I guess with Steve Jobs, it did feel like it was on a regular basis. But uh, I just wonder what. I basically, I'm just saying, I wonder what he would do now. Like, yeah, yeah. I wonder what he would be be like. Oh, we have. Didn't to. he say to never? Didn't he tell Tim Tim Cook in his biography? Yeah. There was a quote saying like, "Don't think about what I would do. Just do what's right." Something along those yeah. lines. So, you know, it's easy to wonder that, but it's. You know, he he also had a lot of missteps. Like he wasn't. He did. Yeah, oh, there definitely. were a lot of failed products under under his watch. Definitely, so to speak. Um, 
the next well next was actually i guess that was they they had some pretty solid products they just weren't able to sell stuff um next was um yeah just an incredibly expensive computer targeted at like universities and colleges and so uh, it was a good idea honestly mm -hmm. um and the 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 software uh of that program that powered next computers uh was essentially what they rolled into mac os 10 like when they acquired them and like what enabled the difference from the the version nines and before transitioning to OS 10, which we basically know and love today, mm-hmm. uh, was the technology they purchased and um, that Next developed. So anyway, the Next was an incredible company, although not yeah. financially successful. But yeah, so. anyway, yeah, yeah, you're right. I mean, the iPad was, was Steve Jobs' thing, and, and I don't think it's developed as quickly as it should have, but I am very excited to see iPad OS have its own distinct operating system now. Right now, it seems like mostly like a marketing move, not that much has changed in the iPad and the iPad has always had like slightly different features, but it was still sort of like iOS and it still sort of is, but now it's getting even more differentiation and better features. And the way they do multitasking now is so great. I've been running the beta on both my phone and the, and my iPad. And, um, I can honestly see myself starting to do work on, on the iPad. Like that's awesome. Real good work, uh, in terms of, productivity stuff not editing but uh any type of emails invoicing all that kind of stuff and uh patreon stuff and my, the thing that i'm most excited about that i didn't actually even realize I, that i was missing or was a big deal is a full desktop class web browsing experience on the ipad no more will you get mobile pages loading on your ipad you know like half the sites out there i go to i, I usually the mobile stuff was handled really elegantly and it was fine mm-hmm. there wasn't any loss of functionality but now i'm realizing like oh wait no there are features that now i can if it works on my desktop i can 100 percent get them on my ipad with no question, that's awesome which is really 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 nice yeah so anyway, yeah um i'm excited honestly for the ipad in a couple years but i feel like we're Me definitely too. heading toward a merged hardware technology where the ipad and a macbook somehow come together in a singular device so we've talked about this before but yeah, we've talked i'm, we've I'm talked more about convinced than death, ever but... that that is that is coming and oh uh, definitely i i hope it does i i i still like there's like 10 percent of like my computer experience is like i want to just touch the screen and just it'd be faster that way yes um it would be really cool to see how they you know how they eventually integrate it they just they have to like they have to like when is it gonna happen so yeah exciting i don't know um yeah so um let's see what else is going on and so much so much i got the 85 1.2 rf do we talk much about that yet i've done three sessions with it Yep. That's that's awesome. I was gonna say, like I I I really hate to, to say this because well I don't hate to say it, but just say I it, love the new I love uh, okay, I'll just spit it out. <laughs> All right, ready? Yes. Okay. The uh the fifty one two RF is so far superior to the fifty one two L that <laughs> yes. I, I I'm like I'm like annoyed. And the and yeah. the other thing is um <laughs> The other thing is that now comparing when I shoot 50 RF and 85 L, uh, which is, or the, the like non RF, um, the 85, EF, 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 um, still getting used to these Canon designations. It's okay. It took me a while. Yeah. Um, there's no comparison with those either. Unfortunately, the 85 EF is, it's fine, but like when you compare it side by side 
with the 50 RF, the clarity in the image. It's insane. The 50 is so much like higher that I'm, I'm like, Oh crap. I feel like I might have to get the 85 RF. Yeah. And I feel like we bring this up on a fairly regular basis. Like the, the RF lenses as they keep rolling out, obviously, of course we're going to talk about them, but it's nice to know that this is what the fifth month I've had the lens you've had it for a couple of weeks. Like, and it's Mm -hmm. the, the new car smell has certainly worn off for me and I still can see and feel the difference between the images. Like it's not any type of placebo let can, you can sometimes be, no strangely and, tricked by like it, it is just a unquestionably amazingly superior lens and and i would say gosh man i think i'm starting to like it even more than that the nikon 58 1.4 yeah i i really love the the character and the color it's, um and, the, and just the perspective of that 58 yep. 1.4 i i still just love that lens but there is something really well it's it's next generation really um, is is kind of the difference because what I'm realizing is when we were when we were first starting out and and sort of to this day we I, I, I still push back against people that say things like oh you know it's not thing you know things aren't sharp enough at one you know at one two or at one four you should really be stopping down to like f2 or f28 or f4 or something in order to get maximum sharpness. Yeah. Um, I got plenty, you know, we used to, especially like when we were first starting out, I would hear that, that, that crap from, from film photographers all day long. It's, <clears> it's <throat> essentially correct. It, it, there, those lenses prior to the RF kind of lenses of the your, mirrorless. Yeah. Yeah. The, the lenses of your, um, they, <laughs> the lenses of your, um, <laughs> they, <laughs> <laughs> they were soft uh you know pretty soft at, at one two but it was not not or one four but nothing that i ever worried about it's like okay yeah. who cares um but what i'm seeing with these new batch of lenses is that one two is razor sharp yeah. just straight up no question razor sharp no fringing no softness barely any chromatic aberration i don't know what's going on other than it's it's a it's a different kind of mount. It's way closer to the sensor. Yeah, I mean, and you're it's... able to do just different things. And I'm I'm like blown away by the difference between the 58 EF and RF. Yeah, blown away. And uh, it's funny because I can now that I've got the 85 RF, the 28 to 70 RF. That's f yep. 2.0. The, every time I plop on an EF, like the tilt shift or the uh, 24 1.4, which is one of my workhorses, I can yep. see that it's just like got this haziness to it. Yeah, it's like, man, I kind of like it sometimes, but I'm, I'm also kind of like, hmm, I, I kind of can't wait for a uh, an updated 24. Uh, oh, by the way, Canon rumors mm. just to. Uh, Get a little bit of excitement Hit coming. Me. You ready for this? I'm ready. Canon give me, working. Give me, give me, confirmed give me, give me. working on another f2.0 zoom lens. No oh, no word okay. as to what, but they're uh, they're working on it. What do you think? 16 to 35? I think it could be a 20... Right now they've got the 28 to 70. So I, I think we could see like a... Yeah, something to 28. Like a, to 28. That would be maybe a 14 maybe to 20, 12 to 12 yeah. to 28. Oh, no, or no. maybe like a 70 to 180 or something. I don't know. Yeah. I have no idea how the size, because the 28 to 70 is so big. I'm just trying to imagine what else yeah. I could do. I don't know. That's crazy, so, but I'm no, no other, no other info other than that. 
They said uh, there's some patents out there for a 70 to 130 um, or a 70 to 150, possibly. So huh. that, that would make sense to me. I don't, I guess, you know, I'm not going to lie. A 70, 70 to 130 to or, or 150, or, like, that dang. That could be cool. That, that feels like it would make my 85 <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> sort of un, unneeded forever. But Yeah, yeah. it could. Um, I doubt that they would. Maybe, well, you know what it could be? Well, what what it what what it could easily be is some like crazy zoom, like a two hundred to four hundred or something. Could be. It can it can yeah. easily be that. The thing is, at the end of the day, I am so just so glad that Canon is is killing it on these new lenses because oh dude yeah I I can totally imagine a reality where like just given the state of professional cameras and and cell phones eroding away the market so much, like I could honestly see a a, a state of the industry where. Canon stops making DSLRs or mirrorless or anything in any meaningful volume or re- with any regularity because it's just not profitable enough. Yeah. Like I could totally yeah. see oh, that. I definitely and, see that. I mean, imagine this could be the last generation of like lenses like this where the, the concept of like buying a different lens for a different focal length even exists. And, uh, and I just like that, you know, we, we can own them and have them forever. These feel like well-built lenses that could last a lifetime if we wanted. Oh, definitely. And, uh, and you can always fall back on that. But, uh, you know, hopefully whatever comes after this type of concept in, in terms of photography is, is even better. And that's why we maybe we'll move on. But I just I just love these lenses so much. I, I never quite felt this way about <laughs> cameras. It's really weird. But hello, is it me you're looking for? <laughs> Thank you. Yes. Um, and Nikon's doing fine, too. And they, they, they keep updating their firmware and, uh, you know, putting out new new rumors and stuff. But. Uh, gosh, I just hate their bodies so much. Yeah, it's, um, it's I will, unfortunate. I will say I have noticed that a bit of a problem with the Canon, the, the flip-out screen. Obviously, the flip-out screen itself works great, but I have noticed uh, my photos are so not straight. Like, horizons are so not level, because a lot of times I have the flip-out <laughs> screen not totally flipped out. It's kind of like yeah. at, a, at an angle. You have to be, you have to pay way, way yeah. more attention to and, your, um, yeah, depending your on your comparison. viewing angle, it looks totally fine, and then you pull it up on your computer, and you're like, was I falling over in the middle yeah. of the yeah. shot? Like, what is going on here? I, no I lines are straight. <laughs> yeah, I literally delivered a, uh, or I, I threw something on Instagram uh, a week or so ago that it's like a really, really pretty photo, but people don't know that it's basically half the image um, because I had to rotate it like 45 degrees because <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I was like leaning over a bush and like shooting through like foliage. And I was like, oh man, this is so awesome. I brought it into like Lightroom and I'm like, Nathan, you idiot. Like, yeah. this is like, like not even close to level like, yeah yeah it's, it was pretty it's, funny it's but anyway the, the image still works which is great but i was like i was like what did i what was i thinking at the time like how did i how was i so excited about this <laughs> that happens happens a lot <laughs> so i am really tired because i just got back from a run so just following oh. up with your initial question uh yeah, uh, I, I lost interest in why a, I asked you why you were tired. It's a million degrees out, and, and it's uh, it's just ugh. Nikon mirrorless top model launch D five equivalent. Ooh, hit me. Oh, we don't know. Hit just me. just a rumor. I'm just scrolling through. I'm some the sites. I'm I'm the sponge to all of these these. Um, it's just cool that they ideas apparently they, there's no information. It's just cool that Nikon has said outright that it is a 
top end equivalent to the D5, and it's going to be mirrorless. The, everybody's Such a great camera. speculated that about the uh, the Canon whatever, but I don't think Canon has actually outright said that it's going to be, you know, the the, the, the top end equivalent. So yeah, they they've they've just said that they're working on a pro camera. It could kind of mean anything, but I mean, obviously, people are just assuming that it's going to be a 5D situation or. Or whatever. Yes, yes, yes. Well, what else is yep. uh, going on? I, I have the, the well, the day off today. I'm busy. That's cool. Next week, but um, I'll be um, I'll be editing essentially all day. Nice. Uh, I am taking my. So I've got. Uh, I've just got a a crazy day. I'm going to the Apple Store, dropping off my computer at the Genius Bar. Hopefully, they can get it done, fixed, and back into my hands by Wednesday when I'll be back in town, and then going to shoot a short shoot today coming back and then going to a show tonight in baltimore which you should totally come to because it'll be awesome cool being called cigarette from dc well actually i guess they're from arlington now i don't know where and then saturday sunday morning i'm leaving for florida for two days to spend some time with my dad cool i'm coming back excellent Nice. And it's so another week of shoots. Very busy. Um, I just to loop it back to uh, to work stuff. I I did use my. I don't think we've talked about it much on the podcast. The photo booth supply company Salsa Booth, which is oh yeah, how their, their how is Salsa's um, Salsa's thing performance? Um, little rough, little rough. It was uh, so, uh, and it's not. The booth itself is fine. It's super heavy. Gosh, I mean, when it's when it's all set up, it's easy to move. But the it packed away in the case, it's it's freaking heavy. It, yeah, thankfully, it's like case. a roller case. Yeah, it comes with a Pelican case, and it does have roll, like wheels to roll. And that was fine, but it's it's freaking heavy. <laughs> the configuration, you're gonna have to be very specific about it. Uh, first of all, nice to have the option to airdrop, to um, email, to text. Get rid of all that crap. Just let people text themselves. If they're sitting there trying to type in their email address, it takes literally like a oh, minute or two. It takes an eternity. Two. And then they, they get halfway through because they're like, you know, tipsy or drunk. And then they realize they messed up the second letter in their email. And they, you know, oh, yeah. You're trying to do all that on iPad. It's a joke. No, 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 no. <laughs> uh, it captures email if they text themselves and then want to download it it prompts them for an email to get the download. So just do email capture that way. The options in terms of, do you want to do a still photo? Do you want to do a GIF? Do you want to do a video? Do you want to do a boomerang? All that, I turned off all that crap. I just had, do you want a photo? Do you want a boomerang? Done. Like there's, cool. The, all the other features are impressive, but only if you use the booth for that singular option. So if you want to do the green screen option, like that should be the only thing that it does. And you should have explained that to the client and that's why they purchased it. If you want to do video capture, same thing. Like if you give everybody all the options, it becomes a nightmare real fast because they just don't understand what they're looking at, you know, and, and yeah. it takes, you don't want somebody to walk up and have to take a minute to figure out what they even want. Uh, yeah, it's, it's bad. So, um, but once I locked it down to just photos, just boomerang, just text message, it was great. Uh, I will say I did get a glitch. It was a bug of some kind. I think it was probably related to the fact that I only had one bar of signal and no Wi-Fi. Uh, uh-huh. So it was, you know, a backup queue of things uploading. It would go through the start screen and start the countdown for capture and then say, uh, cannot connect with camera error or something. And then like jump back to the start screen. And every time I, hmm. uh, closed the app and reopened it, it, it was fine. I didn't even have to close the app. Every time I just exited the event to the dashboard, the configuration, and then started the event again, uh, it was fine. So it took like five seconds to do, 
but it kept happening and uh, you know that that's a concern uh, i need to email them that actually to make sure they're aware of it but so just some some bumps in the road but overall the thing just looks so clean so yeah good. it looks oh, great but i will say one other weird thing that just surfaces t- to my head uh it's a five second countdown which is too long people only need three three ah, seconds is okay. fine five seconds is is yeah, eventually. There, there's no way to uh, no, not that modify I see. that. I'm sure that's like one line of code that they can easily change, and I hope that they do. Uh, three seconds is totally fine, and five is 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 needed for like the first time somebody's using the booth, maybe. But three is is all you need, practically. Plus, yeah, the first time they do it with three seconds, if it catches them off guard or it's too fast, those are some of the most funny pictures when people aren't actually ready. So, uh, yeah, I just think three is a better buffer. Yeah, I agree. But I feel really confident in terms of its, uh, I mean, there's just something to be said for freaking amazing industrial design. And they've knocked it out of the park. Like, it looks premium. I would have no trouble charging somebody 1500 bucks for an event. Um, yeah, just because it just looks so That's legit. awesome. Um, and I'm going to set up my other iPad that I used to have in my Giphy booth uh, when I'm not using the Giphy booth, because I'm still going to offer that occasionally as like a cheaper alternative. Uh, but I'm going to use cool. that iPad on a stand, an independent stand, and you can actually pull up using the same Salsa app, uh, just the live gallery. So as oh, things are cool. uploaded, people can stand off to the side and see theirs and look through everybody else's and just kind of... Oh, that's, that's a really good idea. Yeah. yeah. And it's totally that's wireless, awesome. which is, yeah, nice. It's all... You don't have to connect any cables or anything. Well, yeah, it sounds like sounds like it's overall uh, pretty good. Overall, kind of a winner. Yeah, hey, I'm going to uh, link up with Brandon maybe next week. Brandon, the CEO and owner, uh, just do a little webinar with him to go through some cool. talking points of things he wants to discuss, and maybe I can bring up some of the issues with him. I, I don't know exactly yeah. what we want to talk about, but um, <laughs> I did something similar. It wasn't public; it was just a private discussion with. Uh, Dave, this uh, guy that works at Tave, which was a company just, uh, did you get the notification or read up on the fact that Shootproof bought Tave? Like yeah. Two weeks yeah. Ago? They, they, yeah, they sent us, they sent everybody that, that use, I use Tave and they use, uh, yeah. they, they sent everybody an email basically saying like, oh my God, we're so excited. We just got acquired by Shootproof and now we're going to like be adding even more features and stuff. And, and honestly, and I've already seen, I don't know if this has anything to do with it, but I suspect it does. Um, they have started rolling out some updates that have included some really nice quality of life updates. One of which is just like a complete revamp of the landing is sort of Tave's revamp. Is that what you mean? Or is it yeah, Tave's yeah. Tave's revamp? Um, and I don't, I don't use shoe proof, although I am about to switch to it cause I'm, I'm fed up with pick time. Yeah. Get um, on that. Get on that. Yeah. I'm, I'm over it. I will be switching next week once I have some freaking time on my hands and uh anyway but the other quality of life thing that they improved was they improved the just loading experience um tave has since day one since i've been been working with it just a little bit of lag in between whenever you want to do anything there's just like a little split second like one or two second like hang i'm pretty sure that it is that's just kind of due to like how it was designed in the back end or something like that. Anyway, that is gone now. And I'm so happy because I can actually work really fast. Tave is awesome. Um, I, I highly recommend it. Yeah. Uh, I've, uh, so, I, I went through a full kind of discussion with, with Dave about, uh, yeah. Yeah, how to start transitioning and over. And at the end of the day, I still think I'd have to run two systems, uh, you know, for basically a year, but yeah. And then I just need to probably do the, the heavy, heavy lifting of, popping my contracts over and getting my contact form synced up and everything properly. But 
Yeah, honestly, it uh, yeah the contact form is it can be a little tricky, but pretty much everything else is is very easy to set up templates for and stuff. Yeah, and so I'm and I'm powerful. incredibly excited for some of the reports you can you can drive. Like you can get a yep. report for like the average booking time of the the client booking versus where their wedding date is. So you can see yep. if you're averaging, you know, August of 2019 or yeah, like how many weddings you had booked the previous year at this time last year. Stuff like that. Yep. Uh that that would be incredibly insightful. So, yeah, I just got to get in it. Get on it. Yeah, it's 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 a it's it's definitely a high a real steep learning curve. And part of it for me was uh, was like it. You know, you put all this time and energy into a system that basically supports your entire ability for your business to run, and, you know, they stop developing, or they run out of money, and they fold up shop, or whatever. Like, in Shoot Q's case, they just stop making any They just can't do any improvements. And and seeing that two big, you know, currently successful businesses that don't have any indication of, you know, running out of money or stopping updates or whatever it's nice to see them joining forces because i just feel like that uh yeah just kind of in signals they are in it for the long haul so, yes definitely and, uh, and i need that i need another 25 years of <laughs> something reliable <laughs> and god if i was using shoot q another 25 years that that's that's hilarious to even try and imagine but uh yeah cool yeah lots of big news it's it's pretty pretty great uh that's probably a good that's place awesome. to wrap it up uh we yep. can, yeah we can, i got it I gotta head out the door and drop off this dumb computer at Apple. Cool. You didn't say anything about my haircut. I did notice. I was like, does he have different hair? What's going on here? It's oh, super, super, it's, super short on the sides. I, uh, it's I yeah, it's very that. hip. You know what? Uh, more power to you. I recently redid. I, you haven't said anything about my my beard. Oh yeah, which look, is I was, that I, I was gonna say you looked at, like your stash is a little more filled. So up yeah, left the stash a little longer. Left the side little handlebars coming in. What are you doing? It's uh, <laughs> no, it it looks it looks crazier on Skype because Skype Skype sucks. But it's um, no, it's it's a good look for me. And uh, if every if all the other viewers could see me now they would be like that's a good look for him one reason i love doing a podcast versus like a youtube thing is the fact that i can do it with my shirt off and nobody would even care or notice that's right and i've been enjoying uh this view of of sam uh since we started actually (laughs) yeah that's been a tradition Um, here i was podcast shirtless Mm -hmm. yeah and uh, I always, I always podcast bottomless. You don't, you don't know, but um, <laughs> I, I had I also, a sneaking suspicion. I knew it. Yeah, yep. Um, so that's a that's about a good place, as good a place to end it as any. Right. I think. Okay. Don't forget your pants before you leave the house today. Uh, yep. No problem. As soon as I, uh, as soon as I turn off the video camera, I'm going to get up. So no problem. <laughs> <laughs> and cut. All right. Bye. <laughs>